You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. A few months ago, I got a text. I need to bring my car to the shop. So, sabi nila, it was a reminder. You need to bring your car. So, I brought it. And when I made the appointment, sabi ko, how long will it take? Sabi niya, mga three hours, sir. Mga three and a half lang yan. Sure ako. So, okay, that fast. Oh, yes, sir. Please lang yan. Just bring it. Oh, sige, this is my appointment. I made an appointment. So I went. And when I got there, I, I made sure that I was there on the appointment that I made. 10.30, Monday, was there. They received the car. Siyempre, may, may proseso pa yan. Sir, eh, sir, ito po yung mga dent nyo. Ganun to. Ito po yung gas. So it took them another 30 minutes to process the documents. And sabi nila, sir, para sure. Balikan nyo na lang, 3.30. Ah, okay, siguro, dahil lunch break. So, baka hindi nagagalawin yung car. So, yeah, okay, three and a half. Alright. Sabi ko, sure. Kasi may lakad ako. Yes, sir, 3.30, promise. Huwag mong naisipin yan. Basta balik ka lang dito, 3.30. Two o'clock, I got a text. What does the text say? Sir, just to be sure. Yung uh, quality check, kasi they replaced the airbag. Kasi may recall daw. So, sabi niya, para lang sure, 5 o'clock na lang. Sabi niya, labo. Sabi niya, 3.30. Okay, sige. So, I didn't go back until 4.30. When I got in, I made sure he saw me. Yung service uh, officer. Doon lang ako sa ano, customer lang. Sige, sir, 5 o'clock. 5.15. Nakaupo lang ako doon. 5.15. Baka hindi niya ako nakita. Balik ako. Sabi niya, Six o'clock! Kano na naman, naiinis na ako. Yung pag... So, senyasan kami ng senyasan, but the whole time, this was on my mind. Sabi mo eh, you committed to what? A time. You promised me. Sabi mo, this your promise. Five o'clock, alis ka na. I had plans already at 7 o'clock. So I was agitated. I was stressed. Na-feel na ba yun? You're waiting for something na nag-expire na dun sa iniisip mo, no? Na pag-usapan. And this is a picture of waiting. Waiting for someone's word na ma-fulfill. Waiting for a promise. Sinisin niya na pangakuan na. I'm sure lahat tayo. I remember when I was growing up, no, yung pag high school ka, when you're in love, and I wasn't a Christian then. Parang everyone you talk to, yes, promise forever. No, parang ganun, no? It was easy to say a promise. If you've experienced a promise, sino sa inyong, merong mga nag-promise sa inyo hindi nagkatotoo? Raise your hand. Meron, di ba? And you know, promises actually breaks relationships. Yung hindi na kayo nag-usap, Pag tinanong mo, ano yung, anong pinamis niya sa'yo? Sabi niya, papairam niya sa akin yung t-shirt niya, pero hindi na niya pinairam, nag-promise siya. Ten years, di na nag-usap because of a broken promise. About what? Just a t-shirt. All of us, when somebody gives a promise, we react differently na. Some of us, when we experience fulfilled promises, parang, yes! But some of us, sige, sige, promise, promise. Parang, for us, ah, yeah, whatever, it won't happen. You know, I've been uh, studying quotes from the internet about promise, and one of the quotes that I saw says, sabi niya doon, we live in a world that is built on promises 
constructed by liars. Sabi niya, we, we live in a world that is built on promises constructed by liars. It's the world we live in. Promises now doesn't have value enough. I remember there was this um, rich man. And you know, diba, sometimes, pag ano lang, yung game lang or yung katuwaan lang, we give a promise kasi alam mo hindi niya ma-fulfill yung part niya. Diba, yung pag ginawa mo to, promise, ito yung kapalit. Alam niyo yan? And this, there was this rich man, he was having a party in his pool, uh, in his house, and there was a huge pool. Collectors, collector po siya ng alligator. So yung pool niya may mga alligator. Sabi niya, whoever swims from the start up to the end, for the whole day, kahit sinong matapang, I will give you one million. I promise to give you one million. Biglang, psh, eh, tumalun, bilis. Kaya niya sabi niya, oh man, nadali ako. Ba't ayoko naman magbigay ng 1 million? Alam niyo yung feeling na ganun? Yung nadali ka sa word mo? Sabi niya, paano to? Paano ko lulusutan to? Ayoko naman magbigay ng 1 million. Sabi nung guy, sabi niya, hindi, huwag ka magalala, wala naman akong bakit dun sa promise mo ng 1 million. Eh. Gusto ko lang malaman, sino nagtulak sa akin sa pool? Sabi niya, no? This is the world we live in, no? People would, sabi dun, another quote, people with good intention makes promises, but people with good character keep them. People with good intentions give promises. Parang yung encounter ko, they promise sir, di ka mahasel, paibok lang. But people of character keep them. And I remember these two brothers, magkapatid sila, uh, lagi, alam mo yung magkapatid na lagi magkaaway? In anything, lagi sila nagiinisan. And ang sinasabi niya, yung younger brother niya, alam mo ikaw, you're a person who never keeps promise. You don't know how to keep a promise. Sabi niya, give me a promise and I will surely fulfill it. Unfortunately, the older brother was dying already. Mabamatay na siya. He was terminally ill. Sabi niya, I want you to withdraw. Uh, I want you to give all your money, put in the bag. I want you to give your money to me when I die. Sama mo dun sa casket ko, sabi niya. And I want you to fulfill your promise. And naipit na siya. Sabi niya, I will fulfill whatever you ask. I will promise you that I will fulfill. Sabi niya, namatay. So, eto na. Isasara na yung casket for the last time. I will fulfill my promise because I said, I will fulfill. May nilagay. Sabi niya, sabi ng mga magulang, oh, so tinutuo mo nga, okay lang naman, wala na yung kuya mo. Hindi, I will stick to my promise. Sabi niya gano'n. So I issued him a check. Name to him. Pag na-incash niya yon, kanya na lahat ng pera. We joke about promises, we talk about promises, but we don't like being given one and not fulfilled. Tama ba? When we talk about promises from people, it's something that sometimes we even avoid. Wag mo na sabihin yan, kasi baka mahirapan ka lang. But today, we're gonna talk about a different kind of promise. And today, we're gonna talk about God's promises. How many of you have experienced God's promise in your life? Diba? God has been faithful, you've experienced a promise. But today, we're gonna talk about something else about God's promises. And as we go to the Word, I wanna ask everyone two things. The first one is, how do you respond while we wait for God's promise? Tagal. Lord, sasagutin mo pa ba? What is our attitude when we wait for the promises of God? And second, I want you to take a moment of time, very quickly lang. Are there promises 
that God hasn't fulfilled yet. Yung, you go back to Him every January, pag prayer and fasting. Lord, sasagutin mo pa ba to? And sometimes we even think, Lord, promise mo ba talaga to sa akin? Were there promises that God has given you, but until now, He hasn't fulfilled yet? And it's a good time for us to reflect as we go through the second installment of our Promise Fulfilled series. We're going to talk about four songs. And last week, we talked about The Magnificat by Mary. And this week, we're going to talk about The Benedictus, a song prophesied by Zechariah. And we're going to read our main text from Luke 1, chapter 67, chapter 1, verse 67 to 79. And in reference to the Word of God, can I ask everyone to please open their Bibles and read along with me. Let's begin. In Luke 1, 67, says, And his father, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from of old, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all those who hate us. To show the mercy promised to our father and to remember his holy covenant, the oath that he swore to our father Abraham to grant us, that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way. And last three verses, to give knowledge of the salvation to his people in the forgiveness of their sins, because of their tender mercy of our God, whereby the sunrise shall visit us from on high to give light to those who sit in darkness and in those and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Alright, so we're going to talk about three things about the song of Zechariah and I want to guide you through it as we discuss the song entitled Benedictus. Yeah, the song is entitled Benedictus and we're going to go through first the story. The story behind the song, of course, we're going to talk about the song, why he sang it, and what the song means, and lastly, how it is significant to our lives. What is the significance of the song Benedictus in our lives, especially now in the Christmas season? So we're going to start with the story. Are you guys ready for the story? Alright, once upon a time, there was this couple named Zechariah and Elizabeth. Zechariah was a priest. He was a priest. In scripture, he was described to be righteous and holy. Not only him, but also his wife. Dalawa po sila. Luke said their description was they were righteous, they were holy, they were fulfilling the call of God in their lives. But there's something missing in their lives. What was it? They didn't have children. Elizabeth was barren. And not only that, that she couldn't have children. Both of them were advancing years. May edad na po. Doesn't say how old, but it says they were both advancing years. And one day, while Zechariah was working, and his work would actually go inside the temple, was once he was inside, somebody met him there. There's an angel. An angel of God appeared 
to Zechariah while he was working. And he said, Behold, your, an- your prayers are now being answered by God. Sabi ni Angel, who is Angel Gabriel, Behold, nakita ni Lord yung prayer mo na you want to, He will give you now a child. If it was you, an angel would appear to you tonight when you're alone in the dark. What would you feel? Excitedly scared. <laughs> Angels are huge creatures. But if he would say to you, kung ano man yung pinagpe-pray mong matagal na, God is answering your prayer. You've been praying for promotion, God is gonna answer your prayer. You've been praying for breakthrough in your business, God is answering your prayer. And this was the message of the angel. As soon as he spoke this, if kayo, anong gagawin nyo? Diba? Yes, Lord, thank you. You've heard my prayers. Wouldn't you celebrate? Wouldn't you be excited? Lord, yes! I've been praying and now I know that you're faithful. Most of us would probably be excited. But let's look at the reaction of Zechariah. In verse 18 said, Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am old in age and my wife is advanced in years. He began to doubt. Sabi niya, Lord, parang imposible na to, angel. Tanda na ako. Wife ko, hindi naman magkaanak. And this was the reaction. And it was doubt. Zechariah doubted the word of God. Zechariah doubted the message from the angel. You know, not only Zechariah doubted, it was also a picture of the Israelites. For 400 years after the book of Malachi, sabi nila, nagda-doubt na sila, darating pa ba yung Messiah? For the longest time, yung mga nag-aantay, namatay na. Yung lolo ng lolo ng lolo, wala na. Ang question nila, will God still answer our prayers? Baka nakalimutan na niya. And this was the attitude of Zechariah. He doubted. You know, doubt creeps in when we are presented with reality that the world brings us. He was looking at what? Zechariah was looking at the situation that he was in. Sabi niya, Tanda na ako. And second, my wife is also advancing years. We're both old. And scripture says the wife is barren. They were doubting even the message from God. The question today that I also want to ask you before we go through, was there a time that you doubted the word of God? Was there a time that you said, Lord, baka para kay Pastor Larry lang yun, yung word na yun, not for me. Was there a time that you asked, Lord, healing, maybe it was for Marcel, but not for me. Was there a time that you even doubted what Scripture says? And I want to tell you, even me, there were times, years, way back, that there were questions in my mind, Lord, are you faithful? Sometimes we give up on the promise. We forget about it. Kalimutan na natin yon. But there are promises that we still hang on to. And as we continue, in verse 19, how did the angel react? What do you think was the emotion of the angel? Angel Gabriel. Of course, na-offend, di ba? You're doubting my message. Sayang naman yung punta ko. Sana hindi na lang ako pumunta. And angel Gabriel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God and I was sent to speak to you and bring you this good news. 
He emphasized who he was. Baka nakakalimutan mo, I am the angel Gabriel. I am sending you a message directly from God. And you are doubting what I said. And what did he say next? You will be silent. He was silenced. Zechariah the priest was silenced and he said he will be unable to speak until when? Until the day that these things take place. What he prophesied. And because you did not believe my word, I will silence you because you doubted my word. God silenced Zechariah through the angel. He was silent. After this, he went home silent. People couldn't communicate to him. Not only couldn't he speak, he couldn't also hear. Because scripture says that they were doing signs. Because if, if he could hear, he could automatically write the answer, right? But they couldn't converse because they were giving him signs. So when he got home, how did Elizabeth uh, accept this news? She actually worshipped. In verse 25, and I'm not going to show it anymore. In verse 25, it says, Elizabeth said that the Lord has done to me in these days. He has taken away my reproach among people. Elizabeth said, Tinanggal ni Lord yung reproach among people. Why? Because during that time, if you were barren, they would equate it to sin. Ay, kaya hindi magkaanak yan. May kasalanan yan. Kaya hindi magkaanak yan. Dahil siguro may ginawang mali yung asawa niyan. And Elizabeth was saying, Lord, thank you for making, for giving me this son. I'm going to be pregnant. And you have taken away the reproach. She was vindicated. Her attitude towards the news was, what? To worship God. But here you have his husband, a priest. He was doubting the Lord. Nine months. Nine months of being silent. Can you just try to imagine that? Nine months. What's nine months? That's 270 days. How many days? 270 days, that is 6,480 hours, 388,800 minutes. Nine months of not speaking. I tried not to speak for 10 minutes. One minute. I have to... Imagine not speaking for nine months. Not talking to anyone for nine months. What would go through your mind? Mababaliw ba kayo? I remember we have, um, I have, I remember this story when my wife and her family would gather, we have uh, seven pamangkins. Mga maliliit niya. So pag nagkita-kita siya, sobrang ingay. And we would kid them na, o sige, we would, ano, let's play a game. Whoever will speak, talo. So patagalan, wala magsasalita. Isa doon, talagang hindi talaga niya kaya. Yung, what else are the rules? Oh, you're out. No, no, I'm just asking. Ganun, no? Parang palusot, no? It's very hard to not speak for nine months. It's gonna be hard for us. But if you would imagine, because the scripture doesn't say what the emotions of Zechariah was during the nine months of waiting, nine months of being silent, I would only assume, number one, if I were Zechariah, I would repent. Of course, silently. Diba? Lord, I'm sorry. Bakit, bakit na-denout? Sana nagsasalita ako ngayon, nagkakapagkwentuhan ako. For nine months of a priest to be silent, he wouldn't work. Stuck at home. He couldn't converse. Walang counseling. Walang victory group. Hindi siya makapag-service. He was just at home. Nine months of silence. Second, I would actually approach God. 
Remember, he's a priest. He knows scripture. He knows the word. And if you were silent and not doing anything, you would actually, for me, really devote time to know God. And once I was uh, meditating on the word, this is the verse that came into my mind. It's Psalm 46.10. It says, Be still and know that I am God. That when we are still, God does something in our hearts. He started from doubting the angel and God. And now when he was silent, he was encountering God in a different way. He was seeking God and knowing who he was. Are you guys, I'm not sure if uh, we have gun enthusiasts here, but I've heard that there's a new technology where you use the earmuff. Alam niya, di sa gun range? The earmuff would actually, the new technology now would actually lessen the loud noise which comes from the gun to 10%. So yung, bang! Ganon? Ano na lang yun? Pew! Malit na lang. But it would actually, it has micro, uh, it has microphones inside that would actually elevate the sound of the instructions. So yung gun range instructor sabi niya, okay, uh, safety off. You would hear it loudly. But the sound of the gun, yung pang, pew, ganun lang. So if you're asleep here, hindi mo maririnig yung gun sound when you're wearing it. Why am I saying this? Because this was what Zechariah was experiencing. It was lessening the noise of the world and elevating the voice of God. He was hearing scripture in a different way. He was speaking to God. God was, being, was able to speak to him properly, clearly, and now he begins to understand what the prophecy was about. Now he begins to accept. Diba alam niyo yung pag meron kayong ginawang kasalanan, you try to replay it in your mind. Ano bang sinabi niya? Ah, ito pala yung sinabi niya. And now he realized that what the angel Gabriel was telling him was actually not only for him as an answered prayer, but for a significant time. He was talking about now the prophecy being fulfilled. Not only through his son, but the Messiah was coming. And now he begins to understand more of who God is. Probably, if this was a verse that Zechariah was reading, he would actually say it this way, Be silent and know that I am God. Be silent in our daily lives, being just alone in a closed room and saying, Lord, I want to know you and I want that silence in my life. Last night, I couldn't sleep. At 3.30 in the morning, I decided to go out the room, read a little, para makatulog. I remember I made tea. You know, that room, when I'm alone there, or during the day, it's quiet. But for some reason, last night or 3 a.m., early in the morning, I was hearing the tick of the clock. Ganun kalakas yung tick, but I never noticed that. Because when you are silent, what you need to focus on, the volume goes up. When we are silent, God can speak to us loudly and clear. God can speak to us in moments of silence. So where do we see Zechariah nine months after? Pinanganak na po si John the Baptist. After John the Baptist was born, what happened? Di pa rin siya nakakasalita. Sabi niya, I will be able to speak when the word is fulfilled. Why can't I still, still speak? Baka naman na-stuck lang. Wala. Di talaga. But on the eighth day, what happened? 
Every child, male child, when he, when as soon as it's born, on the eighth day, by tradition, it has to be circumcised. And on the eighth day, lumapit yung mga titos and titas, di ba? Ang Jewish, medyo ano yan, family, medyo community. Lumapit yung titos and titas. Uy, congratulations, Elizabeth. Ha? We're excited for your son, Zechariah. Di ba? That's the name of your son. Because in tradition, the first son should be named after the father. They were assuming that the name of the son would be Zechariah. So sabi nila, congratulations. But Elizabeth said, my, the name of my son is John. Sabi. Siyempre, nag-react ang mga tito at tita. Hindi, hindi pwede. That's not in the art tradition. So what they did, they went to um, Zechariah. They wanted to validate. So they wrote a note, what should your son be? And this is the time that the first iPad came out. So in scripture, it says, and he asked for a writing tablet. Yung meron ng stylus. And he wrote, His name is John. It was actually Zechariah's obedience to the prophecy. It was his obedience to what the angel said that you will call your son John. And what happened? Immediately after that, his tongue loosened and his mouth was opened and he began to speak. He regained his speaking. He regained his hearing. Filled with the Holy Spirit, what did he do? He began to bless God. If you were silent for nine months, what would be the first words that you would say? Toothbrush. Pwede naman siya mag-toothbrush talaga eh, Pastor Larry. What would you say? As soon as you open your mouth for nine months, di ba? Kasi ganito yun eh. Yung angel kasi nagpakita eh. Tapos ganun. Di ba? You would try to catch up past time. But what did he do? Filled with the Holy Spirit, Zechariah began to sing, began to bless God. And that is the story behind the song. And now we go to the song. We start the song in verse 27, uh, 67. It says here, His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. This is where we get the title of our verse today. The title of our story. Blessed. In Latin, it means Benedictus. That's why that's the title. Zechariah begins to share reasons why he was saying that God is blessed. Number one, because he visited. Visited in the Greek word means episkeptomai, which means being concerned about the reason for the visit. It was not a social visit because God was concerned about his people. Not only that, he redeemed his people. Zechariah was declaring that the coming of the Messiah was to fully purchase people. That's to fully pay and free us. Zechariah was saying that the coming of the Messiah will free God's people. In verse 69, it says, He raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. A horn of salvation is a picture not of the trumpet. Sometimes when we say, a horn in the Bible, what we picture is an ox horn that is used to blow. An army to charge, ba? Ihipan yun. And then mag-charge. But this time, Scripture was talking about a horn of salvation. In the Amplified Version, it says, a mighty and valiant Savior. It's a huge horn that is used for battle. Why would God send someone 
who would battle? Why? Because in verse 71, it says that we should be saved. Saved from whom? Our enemies. That's why he was sending a horn of salvation. Saved from what? Our enemies. Who were the enemies of the Israelites during that time? Maybe it was the Romans. They were oppressed people by different cultures and different national, different people groups. But the Bible speaks about a different enemy. And this is a prophetic word of Zechariah. And it says in 1 Peter 5.8, Your enemy the devil prowls like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Zechariah was prophesying that the Messiah is coming to defeat Satan. The Savior is sent to defeat our enemy, and that is Satan and sin. Luke 1, 72 says, To show mercy to our fathers and to remember His holy covenant. Zechariah was also saying that God is faithful to His word. When He says it, it will come to pass. As we continue, that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies might serve Him without fear, in what? Holiness and in righteousness. I want to take a moment here. Can you tap the person on your left and say that we, that's you. We're part of that. Zechariah was prophesying not only of the Israelites, but also us. And I like you guys to concentrate on this scripture that we, us, can live a holy and righteous life. You remember, about going through Victory Weekend, what do we do? We set people free from sin. And because of that, we can live a holy and righteous life. Correct? And what does it say? So that we might serve Him without fear. Church, this scripture is a picture of who we are as a church in victory. God does not only free us. He actually wants us to live a honorable life. That's why who we are. Honor God, meaning living a holy and righteous life. And what is serving Him without fear? Making disciples. That's why our journey in life and in Christ does not end in Victory Weekend. It does not end when we step out of the baptism. It does not end there because God wants us to continue a life that is holy and righteous and that we'll be able to serve Him as we do one-to-one, as we engage our community, and as we share the gospel. This is the only verse in verse 76 that shows His word for His Son. All throughout the entire Benedictus, He does not talk about John the Baptist. But this time, He was prophesying and declaring that you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare His way to give knowledge of salvation to His people in forgiveness of their sins. And this is what John the Baptist did. He fulfilled that calling of God in his life. That's why in Matthew 3, it was declared them that the voice of one crying in the wilderness prepares the way of the Lord, make his path straight. And as we end the song, it ends in this. Because of the tender mercy of God, whereby the sunrise shall visit from on high. What does the sunrise illustrate? A new beginning. Sunrise illustrates a new day. And Zechariah was saying that as soon as sunrise comes, the meaning of this is that the coming of Jesus is the new beginning for each and every one. And that's why in verse 79, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to, get, to guide our feet into the way of peace, is something of a familiar verse because it's also quoted in John where Jesus said that I am 
the light of the world. This was really a picture of who the Messiah is. The Benedictus, in summary, is this. That God fulfilled His promise by sending His Son to redeem each and every one of us that we may live a holy and righteous life. Ito po yung meaning ng song. He was prophesying of the coming of Jesus. But you have to go back. Nangyari na ba? Pinanganak na ba si Jesus during this time? Not yet, right? He wasn't born yet. But Zechariah was prophesying. And if you read the verse again, he was declaring everything in past tense. If you think about it, he started from getting a word from God, from the angel. He doubted, but now, when he gave a prophecy, as if it's done already. God worked on Zechariah's life. So question, what is the significance of the Benedictus to the Christmas season? Ano ba connection ito sa buhay natin? And as we celebrate the Christmas season. And it's this. If God fulfilled the promise of sending us a Savior, what more for the other promises He has given us? He was faithful in sending a son. He was faithful in sending someone who would rescue us. What more the other promises that He has for us? And it's also written in Scripture. It says in Romans 8.32, He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us all, will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? God is a faithful God and He is a faithful Father to us. And before I end, I want to share with you a very personal stories. And the first one is this. How many of you were born in the 1980s? So this is a Sergeant Slaughter G.I. Joe. I think Alvin time natin doon. Ayan. So Sergeant Slaughter G.I. Joe. You couldn't buy it uh, separate without the tank. That's why every kid wanted it. I remember I wanted it. Di pa naman Christian nun, Kasi I wanted all my classmates to see that I have it. And sila wala. That was the reason behind me asking for it. So I asked, Ma, ito, gusto ko Christmas gift. Mom, my mom and dad. And I remember, the only place to buy this, wala pang Toy Kingdom noon, was in Dao. Dao. Or you have to buy, ask, buy, ask someone to buy it from the US and they will ship it. November, end of November, dumating na po yung balikbayan box. Binalot nila, they put it under the Christmas tree. And I was so excited. Every day for the month, I would wake up, every day yan. To the point na mga building up to the mga two weeks na lang, kinukutkot ko na yung kanto. Baka iba eh. Uy, G.I. Joe, may letter G. But I wasn't allowed to open it. I knew it was there. I was sure. But the time that for me to open it was when? December 24. I had to wait. I was so excited. I was waiting for the gift that I asked. And I asked them to promise me, promise me, this is your gift. I like, yes, this is what we'll give you. So excited. And when December 24 came, the excitement built up, and I opened my toy. It arrived on time. It was sure it was there. Why am I sharing this story? Because when God promises you something, it's already there. You don't need to think or doubt Na Lord, binili mo ba? Nakalimutan mo ba? I remember someone from our office, sabi niya, sabi ni boss, ano eh, promote niya ako next year eh. Inantay niya one year. 
Nung Christmas party inapproach niya, sir, dalalan niyo ba 'yung sinabi niyo, sinabi ko sa sinabi mo sa akin? Ano 'yun? Na ano? Ano 'yun? Na ano? Ano nga? Naipo-promote mo ako. Sinabi ko 'yun. For one year, he was waiting for an empty promise. But when God promises you something, again, it's already there. You know why? Can you ask the person to your left, why? Are you excited for the why? The answer to the why? The answer to why we can be excited on God's promises. You know why? Because God's promises will surely come to pass. Can you say that? Surely. Surely. It's sure. It will come to pass. But the question is, how many promises of God are you holding on to? The Bible has, guess what, how many promises? 5,000. There are 5,000 promises that is waiting to be claimed by God's people. Are you holding on to some of them? Are there promises in your life from God that you are declaring every day? Are there promises in your life that you're still holding on to? A word of caution, once we pray and say, Lord, I want this, this is us petitioning what we want, correct? But it's not a promise. This is us wanting something. Who wants promises from God? Can I see a show of hands? Who wants some of the 5,000 promises of God? Most of us. You want to hold on to the promise of God? Read the word. That's the only way for us to get a promise from God. We have to read the word of God. And I want to close with this story. This is a picture of uh, when I was doing this preaching, I knew and I was, honestly, I was avoiding um, to share it, but I believe probably I've been avoiding sharing it on stage. But I believe this uh, this is something that I want to share with you. This is a picture of a hand of an old guy and probably a son. Correct? Just like Zechariah, my wife and I have been believing for a baby. We've been married for eight years. Eight years na po. And for eight years, ako lang yung baby. She's been disciplining me, raising me up the righteous way. So kagabi na rada ko for not sleeping early. And people would ask us, may baby na kayo ganun? And that would sometimes be my answer. I would try to jokingly say, hindi, ako pa kasi yung baby ng wife ko. <laughs> so, for eight years, you know, to be honest, I've been, I've been praying, fasting, declaring the Word of God lately. But before, there was a season in my life that I really had a hard time hanging on to God's Word. Just like Zechariah, may doubt. Lord, baka hindi sa akin yung promise na yun. Ah. Baka para sa iba. There were times that I would actually be envious. I would say, congratulations. And I would go to God and say, Lord, bakit kami wala pa? I would grumble. And to be honest, there was a year that I actually tried to forget it. Hindi ko na lang ipagpe-pray. Hindi ko na lang hihingin. Hindi ko na lang babanggitin. But you know what? Recently, a few years ago, God has been moving in us. God has been faithful in reminding us, reminding us of, our, of His promise to us. He has been declaring that my word is faithful. That my promise will come to pass. Preachings like this honestly needs to minister to us first before we share it. And this is one of the preachings that really 
for me, parang Lord, <laughs> before I share this, Lord, thank you that it has really impacted my life. We have, uh, if there's a good news to the story is that God has been faithful in reminding us through people, through discipleship, through people who are close to us, encouraging us, continuing to pray for us. And God answers prayers. I know that it will come to pass and we're holding on to that promise. And if you're here going through the same, probably the same season as we have, waiting on on God, Lord, tagal ko na nagpe-pray ng ano, breakthrough sa business. Tagal ko na nagpe-pray ng promotion, ng new house. I've been praying, believing, hanging on to the promise of a better future, hanging on to your word for healing, hanging on to your faithfulness. Lord, I want to experience it. And some of us are going through that time. And I want to share this last verse. This is a verse very close to my heart. Why? Because this is, for me, my life verse now. I read it. This is my wallpaper in my phone. I declare it. Whenever I get discouraged, I pray this verse. And for some reason, God is faithful in securing my heart and saying, Lord, I will wait upon you. It comes from um, a verse that Paul wrote. He was talking about the faith of Abraham and Sarah. Abraham said, the word said, he did not weaken in faith. Unlike Zechariah, he doubted. Abraham did not weaken in faith. Why? Because his body was actually considered dead. He was a hundred years old. And I remember always when I read this story, I would actually remember one of our pastors preaching this. And he would say, si Abraham daw at 100 years old, Every month, patanong niya si, si Sarah, Honey, undis ka na ba? A hundred years old. Unwavering faith. It says, No unbelief made him waver. What were unbelief that they encountered? They were old. They were a hundred years old. What people said was unbelief. What we go through in life is unbelief. What data says, what medicine says, that in your age, walana, that people who start a business at this age won't work. This is unbelief. But Abraham did not waver. Not wavering is not shaking. He was focused on the promise. What did he say? But he grew strong. Can you tell yourself, I can grow strong in faith? How? as we give glory to God. When we are believing for something, when we are hanging on to God's promise, we can glorify Him and our faith will increase, our faith will arise. Fully convinced that God was able to do what He had promised. This is my life verse. You know, as I end, I just want to end with this. Christmas, yes, it's a celebration of gifts. It's a celebration of reunions. It's a celebration of a a happy time shopping. But really, it's a celebration that when God promised a Savior, it came. And because of that promise fulfilled, we can actually go to God and say, Lord, if you did that, then you can answer my prayers now. I believe some of us, as we go out of this room, as we attend reunions, not only does the Word of God minister to us, but we will be able to minister to the people around us. 
You'll talk in reunions, may lalapit sa inyo, alam mo, tagal ko na nga to. For us Christians, di ba, meron tayong mga relatives that would go to us. Pag-pray mo nga to. And it's a time for us to encourage them. You know what? The coming of Jesus was a promise fulfilled. And I believe you can hang on to that promise because your promise from God will be fulfilled as well. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you. You see your people. Lord, you see our hearts today. Lord, thank you that we may have forgotten some of your promises. We may have turned around, Lord. But Lord, today, we're just surrendering it to you once again. Thank you, Father, that as you minister to each and every one of us, Lord, speak to us, Lord, comfort us. That not only that you are a faithful Father, that you are a God who is able as well. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that we declare this word. Can you read it with me aloud? Our God is a faithful and able He is a promise keeper. Lord, thank you. We declare this, Lord, that you are a promise keeper. A promise for a good hope and a future. A promise for healing. A promise for full life, Lord God. A promise for provision. Lord, we declare these promises. Lord, even healing, Lord God. Lord, you are a God of reversals. You are a God who turns around things in our lives, Lord God. Lord, regardless of the situation, Lord, thank you that you're canceling unbelief to your people today. Lord, we cast out unbelief, Lord God. Thank you for defeating the enemy, Lord God, when you died on the cross. Lord, we lift up to your hands and worship you, Lord. We glorify you today. Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.